Public service announcement, if you mix Baileys in Guinness, it curdles. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the retired replicant. There you go. (laughs) Well done. I'm not Uh, sure why you took such a long pause after. Replicant. (laughs) Did everyone understand the joke? I was getting the. I was trying to remember what we do after that. I've I've had a long break. We've not done this for like ten days. Long pig. All right. Yeah. Something like that. Long pig. Yeah. Okay. Long uh, enough for Al to finish the video. Yes. Like so, uh, everyone, what have we been up to, Al? What have you been up to, Al? Uh, lots, lots and lots and lots. Because uh, I've been off work, I've been actually able to do stuff. And it's been great. Um, King of the Zombies. Woo! Yay! Hey! Congratulations! That made me very, very happy. Um, yes, it was nice to not have read Win Something for Once. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> then I managed to get out the uh, the <laughs> Damascus parody <laughs> video uh, where I invented a new kind of ply pork. And I totally forgot the best joke of the episode, which Brett said, which was that it's basically the exact opposite of pulled pork. But I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to put it in the video. <laughs> oh, that's genius. Uh, um, but it's gone down really well. Um, it's my most disliked video that I've yay! ever released. Um, but it's it's people seem to be loving the the humor and the actually the end product. They actually came out as a real thing as well, yeah. and not just a, a kind of greasy, salty mess. Which... I wanted to know how many people, <laughs> because Red got it, did anybody actually go, you know, like, you're not supposed to put hard shoulders on a hammer handle, so it's like cut straight across. <laughs> it's like everybody's first thing is like, it's supposed to be soft, soft shoulders. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've never made a hammer handle before. <laughs> Red got that when he did the French cross beans, I think. I messaged him and I go, okay, so how many people? And he's like, oh, too many. <laughs> it's because it was a shoulder of pork. Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah. He's got plenty of soft shoulder already. <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic. And then I spent all of today basically sweeping up ham dust from the hack shack, <laughs> uh, which does not smell good, um, but still tastes all right. Uh, and then I also managed to refurb the hack bench because it's in the days and it was rickety as fuck and for a year it's just been kind of swinging around every time i lean on it so i've completely braced it resurfaced the top and it actually looks like a usable workbench now nice Hmm. by resurface do you mean just put a new bit of plywood on no i've completely like hand planed it all back down and got it level and sanded it and put some linseed oil it looks nice like a proper proper job then well done you like an actual workbench yeah yeah like a proper great. It's still full of like welding holes and, <laughs> <laughs> and bits where I've just screwed things to it and yeah, there's massive I'd... holes in it, but it's relatively flat. Yeah, I'd expect nothing less. Cool. Uh, Brett, what have you been up to? I have been still bracing this whole cold thing. Uh, I say that too much now. Anyways, it's cold up here, but we got the shed thing that i was talking about the the big work shed yes um 
for Jim Dunn amidst an absolute downpour of a day. Like it just didn't stop raining from nine o'clock to the minute we finished for the day. It was like, all right, hey, job's done. And then the rain stopped and the blue skies came out. So that was <laughs> awesome. Um, I only almost died three or four times trying to lift the roof up because the idea was we'll put it all together into we'll put the roof up in two pieces, like front quadrant, back quadrant. And I think just the weight alone, Jimmy and I trying to lift it. I know in the video it's going to come out because he wants to show, but we definitely each other in that moment. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, that was probably one of the more eventful things. Um, as far as my own work in the shop, had I gotten the wand video out? No. Last time we talked? I don't think so. No, I think that was in, in between us. The whole in between us. So yeah, I got the wand out, uh, which was fun. And just, like, I love wrought iron. And I've been meaning to do just like a goofy Harry Potter video. Because my niece really likes Harry <laughs> Potter. I might like Harry Potter a little bit as well. But uh, the funnest, sorry, the most enjoyable part of it was Christmas Day uh, FaceTiming with my parents and watching the super lack of enthusiasm coming out of both children <laughs> and the projects that I built. Because they're both like teenagers now. So, you know, when we were discussing making for makers in a couple episodes yes. ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to make something cool for the kids and I hope they really like it. And uh, that day they weren't really, they're, they're teenagers. Yeah. They don't, whatever. My nephew was more enthusiastic about the Nintendo that he got, <laughs> which is fine. I would have been the exact same way. Um, but then my sister sent me a picture the next day of my niece in her Hogwarts robe, holding my wand, reading <laughs> the Harry Potter books. And I was like, all right, fine. Nice. Yes. nice. That works. That's awesome. Uh, and then I've been working on the forged jewelry stuff that I've, been wanting to try and crack out because I still I actually enjoy them. I enjoy the process and it'll probably be one of like the first real handmade products that I put out to see if people want. Yeah. Which will be neat. So I knocked out, you know, like 20 or 30 of those the other day. Again, Steve getting into that process deal where it's like, how do I do six of these at a time? Yeah. And I'm still not good enough to do that. <laughs> Steve, what have you been working on? thing is if you break that down into uh simple stages and it helps do it helps you create um uh like if you do each stage the same then it, it helps you um have uh what's the fucking word i'm looking for standards uh, yeah like it, it keeps everything to the same standard so that everything looks fairly similar yeah than... and i'm i'm clearly yeah everything <laughs> looks a little bit different like they're all just a little bit different I'm like why is that one longer <laughs> Why is the hole bigger on that one? And yeah. why does that one look more round and that one is flat? Yeah. Dimensional but, versus, I don't know, whatever. One of them ends up, ended up looking like a bottle opener at the top. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm throwing this one in the trash. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it, that, I mean, that's all part of the learning experience. And it's, it's still handmade stuff. So it's, not, it's never going to come out looking like production work unless you set up a shitload of jigs and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, it's good. And, if if I learned anything from Chris from Mount Phillips when he was up here last time, he was just like, "You don't have the right tools to do any of this." I was like, <laughs> "Cool." <laughs> so I am pissing my way through it without a lot of that. But you know, like like very typical for all of us is we may not have every single tool that we could ever need, but we kind of figure it out. So whatever. Anyway, Steve, yeah. let's yeah. let's hear. No, that's that's one of the things that I'm 
um, going to be doing hopefully over the next few months is just really making a, a push to kind of build up my um, my tool collection because there's quite a few bits that I'm missing that are kind of essential for what I do that I don't have in my workshop. I just go to Alex's workshop and use his. Um, but yeah, since we last spoke, I have uh, I've seen a lot of my family, which has been so much fun. Uh, and I've also been to um, uh, helping Alex clear out or Alex and Joe clear out the other workshops. So we're now all prepped and ready to start building in January um, so we can actually expand the workshop and get everything sorted for that. Which means so how, how did um, how did that go anyway? Because wasn't there a point at some point where you couldn't even use that site? Did you get did you get past that? Yeah, yeah. So without going into too much detail, um, there was a a complaint made by someone in the village about noise pollution, um, which meant that we then had the council around to kind of come and look at what we were doing. Mm. At which point they pointed out that we didn't have the correct um like not premises license but the the correct like permit kind of thing. yeah um so we were a uh rural um or we were on a rural site rural uh, but, juror but we were doing the rural rural uh <laughs> good for your rock reference um but yeah uh we were doing basically uh light industrial work so because of that we had to apply for change of use um right which then meant that we uh we actually ended up being able to work more hours more days <laughs> and yeah and make <laughs> even more noise so it completely backfired on the person that made the complaint um but yeah that's all sorted now we have got the go ahead um and we're starting the building work in uh well probably hopefully a couple of weeks um, nice so we're going to get that hopefully all built out. Uh, because of that, um, I've now also got a new forge. Uh, so I've got a backdraft forge as opposed to the bottom draft that I've been using, um, which I mean nothing to most of the people listening. Um, but it's the weird, the weird thing about it is it's when Alex moved back over from Australia, it was he started working at a place called the Dorset Centre for Rural Skills, and. 10 or so years ago it's the first place i i did any blacksmithing so we've worked it out and according like the timelines match up so it would have been the first forge that i ever used uh he then came over he took over teaching at the center for raw skills um and was given that that forge it was then the forge that he used uh to start his business in the uk um and he's now given it to me um so i've now got the first forge that i ever used as my forge in my workshop which is actually quite cool um but yeah so other than that uh i've also been given a couple uh other tools by him so i've now got a massive chainsaw that i need to do something with mm-hmm. um but yeah like brett i i made some presents for uh well nieces and nephews not cousins um so i made a hammer for my nephew that was second hammer i've ever made um and it was not really a, a swedish pattern but it was a a close to swedish pattern cross peen hammer uh and he fucking loved it <laughs> um which is really really good so yeah i did that um uh, my treasure trade made it all the way over to norway 
so that's good. And I've been able to actually post about that and talk about that. And I definitely want to do more copper work next that year. That was fucking lovely, dude. Cheers, yeah, thank you. came out really well. Really nice. All the proportions were lovely. It just looked like a really satisfying object. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing is it was a really because like, like it went through a couple of iterations and it was it was just a really nice thing to kind of hold hold and tinker with. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that the, I posted it in one group and the first comment on it was, oh, no, that's the wrong size for a coffee scoop because it's only supposed to hold 10 grams. I was like, <laughs> what kind of coffee are you drinking? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I pour I pour into like look at it and just, yeah, it's about right. Exactly. I don't know anybody that actually measures out coffee properly. Like, <laughs> how tired am I today? I'm going to put some more in. <laughs> um, yep. If you're so, not yeah. compressing like dark matter at the bottom of the French press in order to get the coffee <laughs> yeah. out, you've not put enough in. Exactly. That's, that's what it usually is, is. Is the handle of the French press still... Does it still have room at yeah. the bottom when I hit it? And I'm like, oh, that might have been a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'm, I'm hopefully going to make some more of them. So I'm actually going to be working on um, like productionizing that uh, at some point next year. So I'll be doing what Brett's doing at the moment and kind of trying to figure out a, a good way of of um, making it an easy production thing. Uh, and I apparently have to video that as well. Um, yes, you do. Because I've had a lot of people tell me that I need to video that. Yes. So yeah, uh, that's it. And basically, I've been doing a lot of kind of boring stuff planning for next year, um, which I think is what we're going to kind of talk about. Is uh, well, it's not next year; it's this year when this comes out. Oh yeah, we're talking from the past. Get with the aren't game, we? Steve. Come on, it's the future. Uh, fuck. Future boy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's bas- basically we're going to talk a bit more. I know we did it last week with Colin, but. Colin talked more than we did, so we're going to be self-serving and talk about us because we like us. Just we before them. we just before we go on, when we're talking about nieces and nephews, can we use the word nibblings? Because I really like that word. Yes, <laughs> holy shit, that's a great word. This is nibblings. It? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. In it. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah. So, guys, what are you? What have you? Either of you two got any like super big? plans for next year or super interesting things for next year because i've talked for ages already <laughs> brett <laughs> what slopey shoulders what um you know i i kind of thought about it more after the last episode and i you know as i was mulling it over i was like wait do i really not i don't have any like bigger build plans or any other kind of like life big life plans or anything um, I, you know, not, not to stray away from the, the making as, as like the main focus of what we discuss here, but I have kind of come to a point, you know, it, this always happens at the end of the year. We're like, Oh, you know, I, I want next year to go better. Everyone's trying to like get a little better every year. You know, you can use 2019, not that I celebrate a lot of the like new year and Christmassy stuff, but it is a moment to kind of take a step back because things are a little bit slow and then like look forward and go, what would I want to change about next year? Where would I like to be six months from now or, or even by the end of next year? Um, and I, I feel like a lot of what's been going through my head is just like the self-sufficiency of it all, mm. you know, and I know I've discussed this a few times openly with a handful of people, but um, 
I had a long talk with Jim a couple of weeks ago. We had a weird day <laughs> and it's fine. It, it, those discussions are really important um, that I have with him. But what came out of it was a little bit more understanding on like, well, if I can get to the point where I'm a little bit more self-sufficient, what does that mean for the shop? Or what does that mean for my time with Jimmy and in the shop? Or would I rather be traveling? Or do I really care about this apartment? No, I hate this apartment, but it's where I am, you know? So I, I, I kind of had to accept a lot of things about this year and just kind of getting more settled in. And I, I feel good about how the YouTube things are going in terms of the products that I'm putting out in terms of videos and, and, you know, as much as social media can be kind of a drag sometimes, I feel like I'm making a lot of connections and meeting a lot of good people, which is awesome. But I would really like to just get more self-sufficient. I'm not going to say totally self-sufficient, but like growing your is, own fucking barley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it, you guys both want to be able to step out and do making full time, you know, Steve with blacksmithing, Al, obviously getting out of your job has been a thing that we've joked about constantly and everything, but there's only support behind that idea, right? Mm -hmm. We, everybody in this space and all of our friends just want you guys to be where you are, where you want to be and what's going to make you happy. I feel like I'm in a space where I definitely have a leg up on that, or I'm, I'm maybe like a little bit more on the inside track with that just because of where I am, but there's not a personal step. Like if you stepped out of your job tomorrow, Steve, you would be going to the forge. Yeah. And Al, if you stepped out of your job, I know you got a handful of different things you could do, or there are some options presenting themselves to you, but like, what is what does that next step look like for Al? And where does he get to kind of hit the reset button? Mm. I want to know where my reset button is this next year. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like, what find that reset button? What's going to make me feel like I've made a step forward? I think that's 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 really interesting. And like, no sort of nautical pun intended. But like, I, I have the feeling that I'm like treading water, that there isn't like a, a, a an island to land on or something to jump to that, that I can then make that next step from. And it just feels like this sort of constant sort of, you know, month by month, just getting to the end of it and then starting all over again. So having that one sort of springboard, if you will, for, for, for whatever that next step may be. I mean, in terms of like plans, I like in case you didn't know me, I've never planned anything in my life. <laughs> like like I, I don't, I don't ever have plans. You know, if anyone's ever asked me that, where do you see yourself in five years, Al? It's like, oh, fuck me. Like, I, don't, I, I don't even know what I have for breakfast. Hopefully not in a gutter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I, I don't know. I think, I think ambition is maybe a better word than plan in terms of what, you know, like I, I have sort of thematic things that I want to be, want to achieve out of the future, but but they're certainly not a like by August I'm going to have saved up eight hundred pounds and that means I could you know it's like it doesn't yeah, I life, don't see that my life just does not work like that. Like I you know something will happen and then you know you have no money for for three months and then yeah. something will happen and you have no time for three months or you have to work late because you have a client that screws you over. So you you know like there's absolutely no way I can plan for things like that. Yeah. Um there's no sort of sort of structural stability in my life that I can make any sort of quantifiable fan, uh, plans um but there's a there's a freedom to that as well you know that kind of means that 
I can stay up late and not go to bed. You know, yeah. I don't have yeah. I don't have family, I don't have kids and, and things. So there's 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 upsides and downsides to it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting about what you're saying about yeah, self sufficiency. Um, I'm doing exactly the same thing. I'm like, right, what what do I need? What's the bare minimum? What can I get rid of? You know, like I'd I'd love to. I'm the same as you. Like I have no emotional attachment to the house I live in, but I have built a workshop in the back garden. Yeah, I that is part of my persona and it's part of my identity now. Um, and I don't mean in a social media capacity. I mean literally, that workshop is part of me now. Right. Um, and I've never had a workshop before, so f- mm-hmm. for me to have that, even just have a space I can go into, is a totally you know, mind-blowing kind of uh, breakthrough in my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is a step in my life. Um, and that's something big that's happened. That happened like last year. Um, so I can't, you know, as much as I, I want to move on and I want to get to a place of self-sufficiency, I, I don't really want to give up on where I'm living right now. Yeah. Um, it might not be the best for me, but it's there's, there's benefits to it. Um, in terms of, like, what what I'm doing with the hat shack and the channel and stuff like i i just passed 2000 subscribers last week which Yay! is not like it's not the reason i'm doing it at all like i'm not i'm not in this for the for the analytics you know the subs. <laughs> there were no um like hashtags on my videos or anything like that and I, <laughs> I just give them stupid names because it the people that watch my videos are the people that subscribe to my channel that's you know like i have yeah. like a 100% fucking engagement rate of my subscribers that's it um but you know, it, it seems like a small number, but two thousand people who all give a shit about what I do starts to make things like Patreon realistic. Yeah, because that started to sort of gain traction as well. Um, and it, it's it, it, it you know it's it's not enough to support me at the moment, but it's it's enough to start thinking. Oh, hang on, this is actually you know what I'm doing in terms of making it is a viable way to 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 provide for myself um if i can then supplement that with you know the things that i'm good at and the things that you know can you know i can't (laughs) i can't make money out of taking the piss um but i can't but you know i can make money out of design or i can make money out of um you know hard work so there's 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 ways that i can provide for myself that is will hopefully lead to a a new stage of my life which is going to come this year um when and how i haven't worked out yet but um, no, I think it's kind of interesting that you uh, like the the way that you two have have both described your situations and, and where you're like looking at going, um, and and the the lack of a any discernible kind of plan, just a general Desire. idea. Yeah, like you've you've got a kind of not even a final destination, just a a rough, vague. I need to go in that direction, mm-hmm. sort of thing, and and that. Um, the kind of the drive to do it um because you saying about um feeling like you're you're treading water that's exactly where i was uh two three years ago um and and we I've, I've talked about it on here and by know. water i mean liquid shit yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> effluence <laughs> um <laughs> but uh but yeah, it, it, and that's exactly where I was. And I was stuck in a situation where I was stuck, where I was either going to um, lose my house, uh, which, you know, it, it, again, it's not the, the house that's the problem. It's the fact that that was my, um, it meant I'd, I'd lose my deposit. I'd mm. 
go bankrupt. I'd never be able to afford anything. And I was working, um, I was working a ridiculous amount of hours and I just, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and it was a real struggle and I had to make some big sacrifices and I had to knuckle down. I had to work, um, even more hours just to, to get things going. And, and one of the biggest things is I had to, I had to go out and ask for help. Um, and you know, I, I got that help and it made a huge difference and it meant that I was able to then, uh, start moving forwards and start kind of progressing with things. And then it was like, right, okay, well, I've, I've overcome that, that hurdle what's what's the next issue that i need to overcome um and it was a case of having to do that over and over and over again until all of a sudden it wasn't i i, I was in a position where it's like okay i can actually do this um and then i uh, i quit my job and worked for a year basically still living on nothing even though um i wasn't in a position where if, if i'd stayed in the job i was in i could have um i could have lived quite comfortably Mm. uh because i was on a good wage but i hated the job <laughs> um so i ended up leaving um being in a, a shit paid job that i enjoyed a little bit like just slightly more than w- what i was before um but that that gave me that freedom that i didn't have before because it was closer to home i was able to to do more of the stuff that i was interested in and and so on and so forth and that meant that i was then able to kind of take a bit of a step back and go right what is it that I actually want to do where do I want to be and then like you said kind of formed that vague plan of I want to be somewhere around there at the end of (laughs) however long um but I I I didn't have a a specific plan There, there was no right I need to meet a blacksmith i need to work for a blacksmith i need to do this i need to yeah. do that they were all just things that happened and shit fell into place i mean people do people do literally have plans like that oh god yeah, yeah. like it's very very specific you know literally written down yeah. by this date i will do this 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 and that you know and i think there's a there's a there's a level of drive to that and that you, you, you see people in in our community that that have that sort of level of success and they're doing it very deliberately and very purposefully yeah. Um, but that you know, it's like it's like I I want my cake and I have my cake and eat it, or whatever they're saying. But like I don't want to be like that. I, I that my life is organic. You know, I wouldn't have met Brett yeah. if I hadn't done the zombie challenge. I wouldn't have met Steve if I hadn't gone out to Yandels. Yeah. And the only reason I went to Yandels is because Matt Cremona was going to be there. You know, there's like yeah. they're not planned things. They're random, yeah. beautiful, chaotic occurrences that 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 make life worth living. So yeah. as much as I absolutely have to change what I'm doing and I have to get out of this situation right now. It isn't going to be through something written down on a, on a, on a spreadsheet. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, <laughs> that's one of the things is sorry, Brett, I, I know you no, wouldn't have been, um, but like, that's kind of what I'm saying is the, the fact that I've got where I am now and I'm in a position where that, you know, there, there is that light at the end of the tunnel and you know, I'm, all the stuff that I want to do is is kind of starting to become actually feasible. It's not just a pipe dream. It's something that I I'm able to actually actively work towards. Um, all that has come down to, like you say, those those organic random chance meetings, and a lot of that came down to just being willing to put myself out there and and being willing to fail and not having any expectations, not not going out and planning and saying right 
I need to have done this, this and this by within three months. Um, if those goals are going to be completely unrealistic, it's just a case of going, right, I know if I want to do those things, I need to go out and I need to meet people. I need to, when some random guy from Yorkshire says, oh yeah, I'm going go down to Yandles saying, fuck it, I'll go to Yandles and I'll go see him and I'll meet him. I've never met the guy before, but I'll invite him back to the house and cook him really shit cheap sausages. And... <laughs> they were fine. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you did and, just see what I ate in my last video. Right? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like like being willing to take those chances and, and go out there and, and do those things and meet those people and and message Brett, who you know at the time was this random guy on YouTube that had God knows how many subs, and you know he worked for Jimmy, and it was it was like, oh fuck, he's he's almost like a famous person. This, I can't possibly <laughs> message famous him. Person. <laughs> Wow, and uh, but not having that attitude of just going, this guy seems really cool. We should get him on the podcast, messaging him and inviting him on, and then going. Actually, I get on with him. We should bring him back regularly. Like, and you think of how many things. Well, you say that, but it was really me messaging you and being like, <laughs> "Can I come back now, please?" <laughs> yeah, all right, fair I fair. enjoyed this. <laughs> um, but but that's the thing is like allowing those kind of things to happen is is what made all those opportunities appear sort of thing yeah. um and not not being too rigid and not sticking to to just a single plan letting it be organic and letting it be fluid i i think i've i've had a quite a few discussions like life existential discussions with various friends and workmates and stuff over the years and it always seems that they, there's more camps than just the two but they're they're the Camp majority Dank. of the people have oh, camp dank. Um, the majority of people seem to be either in the like organic life direction thing or the the more rigid. I make plans for myself. I want to be here by the time I'm thirty. Yeah. Um, I have I have tons of friends that still <clears throat> will ask me nowadays, like, "Hey, uh, six weeks from now, could we do a thing?" I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow. So that's going to be kind of difficult for me to plan. And, and I think I exist in that same situation, or it sounds like we all kind of do where I'm, I've become quite comfortable, you know, to go with the whole pirate thing. It, it has felt like I kind of go where the wind is taking me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very comfortable with that because it always seems to present challenges and new, you know, I don't know, crazy seas, dark seas, you know, big waves, like crashing into the stuff that seems to hold you back from the thing that took you in that direction to begin with is, is a constant. It seems like for a lot of people, you know, and myself included, but just cause you go, this seems like the right thing. Doesn't mean it's going to be an easy road the whole way down. It's especially if you hit the reset button on something like that, you know, when you're shifting jobs or you want to make a huge change in your life, regardless of how much planning and somebody could prove me otherwise to be like five years ago, I planned to be here and I made that happen with absolutely zero problems in between. <laughs> Talk to me about how that went because that's insane. But yeah. I, to bring up something that I was thinking while you guys were chatting back and forth, it's, I had a very constant sense of, I love what I do, but I hate this job. 
right? This this overarching idea of uh, like when I worked for the printing company in Kansas City, I loved that job. I really did. Like making these cool prints and hand mixing ink and using letterpress machines. It was awesome. My boss was cool. And, you know, we had a little bit of a falling out at the end because I just I basically got another opportunity to do something similar, but also be building stuff. And it was going to pay me better money and I was going to get health insurance and all these other things. So I was like, oh, I'm an adult. I want those things. So like that's where the wind's going to take me. So I'll go there. But really, like, I love that job or I, I love what I did there. It's just that the job, yeah, like capital J-O-B job, Job, um, was not supportive enough, you know, to, for me to just exist like comfortably and, and comfortable is a perspective thing with everybody. Right. Like my my operating cost, because I've done that because somebody suggested that I do like uh, what's your operating cost every year? Yeah is like ridiculous minimal right especially living upstate now it's like everything is a third of what it would have cost for me to try and do the same thing in the city and i still feel very humbled by by being in the space that i am and you know like al brings up the shack as part of his identity in terms of like not the the physical thing but it's like the emotional stuff tied to it and the the work hours that have put into it and the stuff that's been created in there I having the little ship shop area inside of another person's shop is the first time I've ever had my own technical workspace. Like I had a cubicle. That was the majority of my work in the past was sitting at a desk that was like, this is your desk, but don't put anything on it and don't bring any of those dumb little pop vinyls in because no one wants to look at your dumb final fantasy stuff while you're supposed to be at work. No one's going to take your professional opinion. Like, okay. Um, now it's all decorated in skulls and garbage and all kinds of fun stuff that, you know, I've met these people. We've exchanged gifts back and forth. We, I, I love what I do. And I actually, I do love the quote unquote job, which is whatever the hell this is. <laughs> I don't even know if, if I can consider this a job in the same terms because every day is different. There is nobody breathing down my neck going like, we have a deadline to meet and there's 15 clients involved and blah, 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 blah. And it has to be done by next week. And then you bust your ass to do that. And then nothing comes out of it right now. It's just like, there's goals to achieve. There's builds that need to be done. There's filming for Jimmy that needs to be done. There's stuff for myself that I want to do, but like, there's no timelines. It's all just based on perception of, you know, Oh, if you built a thing last week, maybe don't wait six months to, post a two minute long video on Instagram about it. I don't know, whatever, whoever made up that rule, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day, <laughs> but admittedly I'm, I'm at a point now where it's like, I, I do love what I do and I like the quote unquote job that it is, but this is the first time that it's that self-sufficiency thing that I bring up is like, now these are all self-imposed goals. Yeah. This isn't a manager telling me like by next year I need 20 percent increase on the revenue and then you'll get a raise and some benefits or something like it doesn't none of that exists anymore now it's just are going in a positive direction or not and it's really easy i'll bring up something that i'm sure everyone's used to but or at least you guys i know for sure but non-quantifiables non-quantifiables is what every c letter letter brings up all the time in desk jobs because it's like 
I need quantifiable data to prove whether or not you're either a good at your job, doing your job or should be fired, you know, yeah. because you're not performing. Everything now is like non-quantifiable and you can, Al, I, I love that you bring it up that way that it's like, it's not about the subscribers. It's not why you're doing this. I watched that last video and like six times I have watched that video so many times because it's just fun and it's just you it's your personality. It's the reason that people would come to watch your channel is because it's you making this ridiculous hammer, hammer, and hammer. Yeah, a little self-serving. It was like, it was really fun to know that the knife that I made you is there, exists, and then got used in this video. It's like, I would do this all along if it was just making stuff for other people that I respect and get along with, right? I mean, hell, I've, I've kind of half of my videos feel like they're doing that anyways it's just like hey i think you're a pretty awesome person i would love to make you something but at the end of the day none of that quantifies as anything you yeah. know somebody can't come to me and tell me like hey remember last year when you made the draw knife for tracy well this year you have to make a blah for so-and-so and if we it don't see it six 10 times lighter and five times cheaper and you have to make it twice as quick <laughs> and you need to get a subscriber boost of x and youtube revenue analytic something like yeah no one gives a shit or at least i don't like to give a shit about it yeah but now well, now no, it's, it's, it's about it's, it's about giving a shit about the right thing yeah it's about like, being like that, about what, that is society making us give a shit about fucking capitalism yes that's all that is you know, what we actually care about is storytelling and human interaction and, you know, helping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you can't fucking charge for that. So that's why it's hard to quantify it. Yeah. Like a, a quick example, but it's a little behind the scenes. And I don't think it's really going to matter to, to kind of reveal, quote unquote. But um, when Jess is working on the axe with me, Chris from Mount Phillips actually showed up. And help me solve a problem that I was having on the build. Like I could not work out this one situation that I was trying to forge. And I was getting super frustrated because I was like, I know I'm not a blacksmith, but man, I feel like I should be able to do this. Like I, I'm at least enough of a, like a hobbyist or, or I've been around the, the anvil enough. I feel like I should work through this. And I couldn't, I was like up against the wall personally. I had pushed myself up against the wall or painted myself into a corner. Meanwhile, you know, Jess is busting her ass to try and get this thing done. And I feel like I'm behind and I'm like, Ugh. so self-imposed stress again, Chris shows up, he's just hanging out, shooting the shit. And then he's like, well, what are you trying to do? And I tell him, and then what took me three hours, three and a half hours to try and sort through with one other set of hands from a, from a guy who I met at Baltimore knife and sword like two years ago, but we hadn't really kept in touch. Yeah. Now he's, I consider him a friend in 20 minutes. We had remade the piece, an extra set of hands from a friend that I now have through this YouTube space and through this social media space and like this mutual giving and sharing of knowledge and experience, like no ego about it. He was like, don't film me. Don't put me on camera. I don't want people to think you didn't do this. And like, there's two sets of hands on here. It's going to be somebody. <laughs> and those aren't Jess's hands. <laughs> But that's that's the kind of stuff that I've gained over the last couple of years is like I see a constant call it quantifiable in my own way. But I met you guys. 
I've met, you know, Sorry. the Fool Five crew. I met everybody at Maker Central. I've met tons of guys in the States. I've taken classes. I've done educational situations with some of these people, you know, Rory's class and all the classes that we've got planned for this year. Mm-hmm. It's all amazing stuff. Yeah. I didn't, you couldn't have told me two months ago that like, Hey, next year you're going to have a dozen classes that you're going to be like kind of available or around to you just by being in the situation that I am. Yeah. That's a very wonderful thing that I can't really look back on is essentially a free education through those weekends. But Holy shit. You know, <laughs> like I feel like if I went back and talked to CEO of my old job and tried to extend what the game plan was for the year. He would just be like, and how are you going to afford that? <laughs> That's besides the point. Yeah, worry about that. Yeah. Don't, don't you worry about blank. Let me worry about blank. <laughs> That's for future Brett. I'm going to listen to safety dance the entire time. That wasn't safe at all. Yeah. So, so we've, like- we've gotten to a point where Al, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm trying to like throw it your direction, yeah. but we've gotten to this point where you know, there, there's a constant motivation. It's really hard to become demotivated in the situation that we're in right now uh, because of the support systems that we have within our groups and within the people that follow us. It's really fantastic, but I feel like it's very against the, how did you say it, Al? The, the, uh, the system like, that we're in, yeah. the commercial system that we're in, whatever. Oh, you cut, you cut me off and I've forgotten him. Okay. God. Um, no, no, no. Oh, I, know, I remembered. I remembered. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's really weird that like you're talking about sort of classes and teaching. Like obviously, Steve, what what you do, the classes are sort of part of that package, and they're part of, um, you know, the the, the business that yeah. Alex has, and it makes total sense. You know, it's it's a no brainer, yeah. and it's it's a fun way to promote the the craft, and also it's a really good way to get income when you're off season or blah blah blah. Um. Brett, obviously, it's a little bit different for you because you're not a professional anything. (laughs) (laughs) So to teach a class is, you know, a strange thing. But then obviously you've got, you know, a a menagerie of of things to teach people. You know, like you've always said, teaching people how to think is the most important thing. Um, And then, you know, this year I'm going to be teaching. (laughs) It's not a class. Uh, I hope it would never be fucking considered a class, but, you know, leading a workshop. Yeah. Yes. Um, And hopefully that will become something that, you know, does gain traction and something that I, you know, because I can see that being a real thing and a real positive part of my life is, is, you know, not not teaching or, or leading or like um you know like being in charge that that's never appealed to me but sort of running a workshop yeah you know and inspiring others is something that, because you, you don't even need to be in charge you just need to be there and start the spark and ignite a fire and you know we found that at, at Jimmy's like it wasn't a case of um going around and telling everybody what to do it was just it was just like oh why not try that or maybe if you do it this way you'll get better results and then all of a sudden it was like this fucking perpetual motion and everything just got bigger and better and faster and louder and and you know you didn't have to preach i I have to say no no, i have to jump in really quick this second class i don't even think i brought it up here but in the second class a few of the guys are having some issues with just sorting out the process for bending a few of the things Mm -hmm. and doing like the the shepherd's crook at the top. And I remember I had a moment click head that it was just, just 
tell the hammer or tell the metal where you want it to go with the hammer. Right. And it, it like a few of the guys were just like, it makes so much more sense. And like, quit <laughs> thinking about it that like, what you do here is the anvil is returning. And like, yeah. I don't know what, whatever the process wasn't working for them, you know, and it's not that Rory's words weren't being ingested and, and digested by them. It was just, throwing another complete curveball yeah. at him and just going, well, here's how I think about it. I want it to go that way. So I hit it that way. Yeah. And then I want it to come back at me. So I roll it back at me and it's just like, where do you want the metal to go? Left, go that way, <laughs> hit it left. <laughs> and kind of dumbing it down like that yeah. was, it was it's, really nice to just have a few guys be like, wow, it was less terminology and more just, you know, like yeah. dumb. It's like the whole thing about uh, if you're riding a bike, like a motorbike, you, you look where you want to go and you naturally just go that way. Yeah. It's, it's that it's it's kind of getting people to realize that it's it's kind of intuitive. But well, also, Brett, your third favorite road trip quote, you know, it's just about finding the, the right way to relate. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> if, if you could, if you can just. Does the number change on that every time? <laughs> My sixth favorite. If you can just think of a different way to, you know, oh, it's not about how I see it. it think about how somebody else is seeing it. Yeah. A bit of empathy, but like sort of creative empathy as opposed to sort of emotional empathy. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just the one one little thing, just just closure on the, the, the whole teaching part, teaching, not teaching. Um, having parents as teachers, I know fucking absolutely unequivocally that i am not going to be a teacher yeah. <laughs> um and people in our community that have also been through the horrific process of what is being a teacher especially in this country yeah um but this this workshop thing it's that you know we're talking about sort of plans for this year but ambitions that is something that definitely is up there in terms of i could see myself doing this you know whether or not i can be a full-time maker um is still kind of like not really clear to me yet um just because of what i want to achieve and the way i'm going to buy it. you know i don't want this to be a commercial venture so i have no no desire to kind of have sponsors or anything like that so realistically that's not that's not going to work yeah. um but combining that with other things that can pay the bills um, and things like workshops is, is absolutely fantastic you know I, I remember at school um when i was really young like just a guy coming in and telling stories and he just had this crazy van and he just drove around t telling stories to kids and he was a storyteller and he was like that he does that for a living did he, he just tell stories that, that had um he used to paint like blocks and then just color in different parts of the the rectangles to to make letters and i'm sure there was like more that. than one storyteller in england yeah, yeah. But that, <laughs> that guy was fucking amazing but yeah but 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 you know even then i knew i knew that there was um a role in life for me that was that was different to yeah to to you know a nine to five or whatever. So the, the, yeah, hopefully this 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 educational this sharing of knowledge and teaching workshop thing that we all seem to be kind of getting stuck into, hopefully has a future and hopefully is is sustainable. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's funny that you say that about the uh, the the workshops um, and and not wanting to be necessarily like leading a class mm. as such, just leading a workshop. One of the things that I'm we're hopefully going to be doing next year is um having either evenings or like a one saturday a month or maybe a sunday or whatever um like we've, we've got to figure out the details but basically open up the workshop because we're going to have this this area that's going to be designed as a teaching area um and it's going to be designed that you can have several people in there working on small projects all at the same time 
one of the things we want to do is basically open it up as a, as a, you know, you pay X amount of money and you rent that workshop space. And part of the deal is that one of us um, is there to kind of um, just run the workshop, not as in show you what to do. You know, you, you can come along and you can yeah, make just, just be, be, be the, 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 the safety kind of reason yeah. and yeah, yeah so, make sure but, if anyone needs help. Yeah. And, and if, you know, exactly if, if someone's going oh, i, I want to do this but i'm not mm. sure how to achieve it right we'll try doing this and try doing that i'm not going to spend all day with a single yeah. person yeah, showing yeah. them how to do a single technique but i can offer them an, enough advice and get them far enough down the path that they can then carry on their own um i mean that's kind of, that's kind of the makerspace model yeah um, but you're just you're just doing it like specifically with one yeah exactly um, one area and and that's the thing is that's that's one of the things that i'm most excited about about next year is is having the opportunity to do that um and to go back to like to loop it right back because i've had a like a list in my head of about 50 things that i want to talk about that that brett's brought up and that you've brought up and i'm like oh sorry yeah, what about this and what about that this has been um, a very rant heavy episode for me. <laughs> fine. um but like because uh i know brett said about um one of the first things he said was uh the fact that there's there's not two kinds of people but you know people often get put into these groups of either you know you plan everything or you plan nothing and and i think he kind of alluded to the fact that it's not just that it is a bit more of a sliding scale and um and i'm i think we all sit kind of closer to to one end than the other but i think i'm probably a little bit more down the 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 planning side than perhaps you two are because like i having been in a situation where because i hadn't planned anything i was I was completely fucked and mm. I had no way out. I I have a tendency to kind of think a little bit further ahead and just kind of go, yes, I want to do all these things, but I also need to make sure that I've got that regular income coming in. You know, I need to make sure that I've got this sort of, I need to make sure I've got that sorted. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you guys are irresponsible or anything like that. I'm just saying that. that... I, oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I can, I can plan how to make a lasagna. I yeah. just can't plan how to make like my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That lasagna looks so good. Honestly, Jazz talked about it for about four days straight. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the thing is, is like I, I've got um, th- there's there's a lot of things that I'm I'm aware of, and like with regards to the whole YouTube thing and things like that, like I love, um, I, l- I love doing the the videos. And next year, I would love to say that oh well, I'm not going to be working anymore, so I'm going to do more YouTube stuff. I'm going to do more social media. I'm going to do more of this and, this and and do all those crazy, stupid builds that I've got a list of. But in reality, I'm, it's really distracting to talk when it's going on. But yeah, in reality, I know that my, my main focus has to be the blacksmithing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that as in producing videos of, of me blacksmithing. I mean, working for Alex, working on creating, um, on doing the courses and progressing myself and coming up with uh, items to sell myself and taking on commissions and doing all of that. Not necessarily very exciting, but still very rewarding stuff. And that has, that is my main focus. Um, Like I really want to do more with YouTube and more um, with the, the podcast and everything else. And that's, but that that's not i don't see that as being a i mean i think you've said the same thing like it's not going to be a way of of making money for me it's never going to be um a source of income 
Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if I can get a couple free tools out of it, great. But it's not. I'm not relying on that to pay the bills. Um, so, as much as it's going to be nice being in control of of my time more, I know that I'm I'm not necessarily going to have any more free time to to do those videos and, and to do those stupid ridiculous builds. But it does mean that I can still do things within the community. So, you know, if there's a, if there's a big project going on or like, I think we've, we've talked about it uh, off air, but there's a couple of things that I want to work with Al um, on. And it's, it's not about going up there and doing it to make a video. It's about going up there and to hang out with Al and to, to make something with him. And, um, and yeah, so I think for me, as much as I want to do more with the, the kind of YouTube stuff, it's just, it's, it's not a priority. Like I'm not putting that um, above everything else, um, which, yeah, it's just because of of how I, uh, I I'm kind of planning it out. Because like I say, at the end of the day, I'm I'm working towards making money through um, through the blacksmithing side of things rather than through. Um, making videos and, and part of that is like because i enjoy doing the videos so part of it is i've, I've talked about it before i want to do more videos with the actual forge so working with alex and joe and myself and producing videos about the blacksmithing about the forge and about what we do there um but using that as it's not just me making videos for fun that's all um <laughs> again it's non-quantifiable it's mm -hmm. stuff that that gets that pushes revenue back into the business yeah um no but I, like i've got really sort of like sort of high hopes for that i think that's going to be a really powerful tool for you guys yeah i mean seeing the kind of um already the branding that alex has and the, the like the beautiful graphic design that the forge has yeah um I, I can see your videos going down really well in terms of promoting like the craft that they do you know the collaborations the the the, the christmas events and stuff it's i think it's gonna be a really positive tool you know without putting on the business head yeah um it it will be fun and great and creative but it will also yeah. be really, really good as part of that yeah and, that, and that, that's the thing is i think for me it's kind of it, it's finding that balance between being able to do the fun things that i enjoy with the the actual because I, I do really enjoy shooting and and even editing those videos like it, it it's an enjoyable process for me um so i'm still getting that and it's it's got a value to it yeah. it's not just me producing videos of making a hammer out of ham for for fun it, it's <laughs> it's uh I am yeah, it, it's right. <laughs> but but you know what i mean like it, i'm i still want to do the moonshine metalwork stuff that's mm. that is just that it's it's for fun it's my release it's whatever else um and I, you know where i can goof off and be stupid but um i'm I'm also very aware that the 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 forge stuff is going to have to be kind of on brand as it were so I'm not going to be able to just dick around and chuck bacon on something and all that sort of stuff. Chuck bacon. He sounds like an awesome like secret agent. <laughs> he's he's Kevin's brother, <laughs> secret brother. One degree of chuck bacon. But uh, but yeah, sorry, that was um, that was my rant. I've, I also had a load of other things that I was going to say about, but I've forgotten. So. No, he's forgotten all of them. Sorry. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, it seems like it's we're the all... the end of the day on this podcast, if you notice. Know, right? At the end of the day... Um, to be fair... 
No, I, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, I like that you brought up that you're a little bit more of a on the planning end of things, Steve, or or maybe you're somewhere more centralized on that gradient between the two. Um, I don't think there's a right way to do oh, that. No, no. I, I, you know, it's always just what works for you yeah. or what works best, which we always discuss. And admittedly, I I do get pretty frustrated by the people that are like, "This is the way," right? You want to be, you want to be. Yo, do no, no, no. We're not bringing that stupid fucking meme up. <laughs> um, I I get pretty frustrated with the you know this is the way that you do the thing. So you want to get successful in life, you want to make a crap ton of money, you want to be financially stable. Here's how you do it. I don't think that works for everybody, and I think that's a tough blanket term to throw around. I, I yeah. think there are patterns and and um, processes to to do those things, right? If you want to get successful on YouTube, there are definitely ways that you could make that more of a viable option yeah. in terms of like the builds that you do, the wording that you choose, the keywords, the thumbnails, whatever. Everybody's got a million different ways that you could get successful doing that. Financially, just in your day-to-day life at desk jobs and, and you know, stuff that I've talked about on, on other episodes, but it's like, there are people that are so high functioning and so successful in those desk jobs because they're good at it. Yeah. And they're passionate about it. And there's, there is nothing about like being a maker is better than being a CEO. Like whatever. If you're an awesome CEO and your people that work for you, like appreciate you and respect you, you're doing something good and you're probably in a decent company. But I, I want this year to kind of bring it, back around i want this year to be a lot more support driven um at least within you know what's what's viable for all of us like i i really want to try and do a better job of supporting the people around me that are also supporting me you know not not just like i know i have patrons and they are holy shit keeping things afloat and and they're really 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 helpful but you know, guys like you two and other crew members, other people that we've that I haven't even met, you know, that are super supportive. I want to try and make sure I'm doing a good job of like returning the favors, as it were. Yeah. Because I love the adage, Steve, you brought it up a handful of times that high tide raises all ships. And I think at least from my perspective, I don't really think having a plan is ever going to change for me. Like I'm happy to not have a plan, but I'm going to try and keep it on the up and up as long as I possibly have the energy to do so. Right. So the more people that are kind of on board for the whole journey and the more people that we can just kind of add to the crew, like I love how Al brings up, like this isn't about being a leader, being in some power position. It's just like, you want to come and hang out with us as well. That's, that's all I want this to be about is a, we're trying to just exist. We're here for a short time. You know, I say it all the time, but we're here for a short time and I'd rather just know that we're we're doing good by each other and keep it going. I mean, even even on the back of that Brett, like we're here for a short time, but I I don't see this as just like us and our crew and the people that we kind of have the influence on now. Like I've I may not be very good at planning like logistically you know, sensible adult things. But my plan is that 
the world is a fucking better place when I'm gone. Yeah. Because like we can bring back values that have been lost. We can bring back trades that have been lost, like you're doing, Steve. You know, we can we can get young people who, regardless of how much you fucking hate kids, are the future. Like that, you know Easy. MJ was right. You know, like we well, he was wrong about a lot of things, but <laughs> um, you know, if we can't fucking inspire creativity in kids, it isn't going to be around. So, you know, yes, I absolutely love our community and I absolutely love interacting with them and, you know, making them laugh, whatever. Um, but I want them to then spread the vibes and I want the vibes that they spread to, you know, like seeing like Red's kid get involved in videos, just oh, like fucking just so good. Like, absolutely. Hammy heart. Like I just want to, I want that to be the reason that I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, I don't have a plan, but I do have sort of big ambitions and goals. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree with it. Yeah. I mean, because because I think one of the things that we've kind of, we, we always say is that it's it's very much each their own. Like, it, that just because you listen to this podcast and you want to get involved in the make community, doesn't mean you have to start a YouTube channel. Like, that's, like, just having X amount of subs on YouTube doesn't mean that you're successful. Being successful is, is doing something that makes you happy, no matter what. That yeah, honour. Yeah, fucking <laughs> 80,000, 10,000 subs a day. <laughs> Sorry, he, he pays them all. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like it, it, you don't need to um, to conform to anybody else's idea of success. Mm. And I think that's what we, we kind of all basically saying is it, 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 it's about setting your own goals and and achieving them in whatever way works for you whether that is writing fucking 10,000 lists and and having every millisecond of your day planned out or whether that's just going yeah fuck it i'm just going to see what happens like it, it, unless you want to be rich then you've got to conform <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> but uh, but like it, that, that's the thing is it's it's not it, it it's defining your own success and just mm. figuring out a way to make it happen for you um, and for every single person, that's different. And you can't get tied down in what person A or person B is doing. Like if I, if I was to sit and go, hmm, well, Honor's got eighty thousand subs, and Brett's got fifty thousand, whatever the fuck it is. What? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, well, I, I, I've only got a thousand subs, so I've got to do what they're doing. So I'll do a load of shitty restorations dressed as red and... <laughs> and that's don't sugarcoat it <laughs> i give him so much shit it's fine um but like yeah. a restoration or you just got to throw everything in like an acid yeah. bath thing and then just put it back together yeah i'm just gonna scrub this vice with a fucking wire brush like <laughs> I, I, he's gonna I, be so mad at us <laughs> he's gonna be pissing himself the thing is you can't be scared of him because fucking rico beats him up all the time but um but like that that's the thing is you can't go oh well that's working for them and that's working for them so i'm going to copy exactly what they're doing you've just got to go okay well i kind of like that idea but yeah I, it doesn't work for me and just figure out what fucking works for you it's i mean cuz the the whole thing with um uh you were saying earlier on about there being like formulas for success for for youtube or for instagram or for whatever like the big thing about youtube is that it shows people's personalities however that is 
I mean, you look at um, like this whole Tony, the reason he's so successful is because his personality comes across. If I was to try and copy him and do videos in exactly the same way, my personality doesn't work for that. My personality works in a completely different way. So there's no point in me trying to put on a fake personality to copy what someone else is already doing. You've, you've got to carve, carve out a niche for yourself. And that's a niche, not a niche. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Shots fired on that Laura video. Yowza. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing is you, you have to do what works for you. And, and that's what this entire fucking community is about is, is not conforming to what everyone else says. It's not going out and buying all the latest and greatest things because you're being told to. It's about making things because it makes you happy and, and finding ways to make yourself happy. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm wondering what Al was looking at then because he got very close to the camera. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, I think we've all kind of ratted ourselves out. Unless there's uh, anything else you guys want to say to wrap it up, should we? Um... We're just we're you know the plan is to kick 2019 in the face. Fucking eight. 20 you know and 19. Yes, yeah. This year has been fucking good, but 2019 is going to be 20 and 19. Spiff. Oh fuck off! <laughs> Ruined the fucking segue. 2019 is going to be spiffing up. Fucking. <laughs> Okay, so Al is going to go first this week. So, Al! Yeah, I think we're talking about kind of um, people doing things their way and, and, you know, not having a specific sort of system and 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 obeying the rules kind of thing which is classic fools with tools uh judgment criteria uh but i think <laughs> someone we've not really talked uh, enough about i think on this show is pat lap yes think his his, <laughs> his approach and his kind of attitude towards things even though you know sometimes he could be making really sort of simple sort of functional helpful things um you know it's not all nonsense um and it just goes about in a really fun way. It's it's informative, but it's also entertaining. Um, he doesn't drag it out, you know. There's very little talking as well. You know, the guy speaks French, so the kind of the fact that he can get across personality with just weird close-ups of his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, a man who has his own gifts, I think, deserves to yeah. be spiffing, gifting in in Giffing. my book. So yeah, Pat Lap, uh, Le Picbois, um, the woodpecker, not the other woodpecker, who I also like. Um, yeah. There's another Canadian woodworker called uh, the Woodpecker, but I don't get them that. confused. Yeah, he's also French, yeah. um, but he's called actually called the Woodpecker. <laughs> he's not getting spiffed though; he's not no. that good. No. But he does get a mention and go check out his channel because he does it. He releases uh, videos in French and in English every week, and they're oh, really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Wow! But nice. he's not the point. Uh, Pat Lap is. Yes, Pat Lap is the point. Brett. Yeah, I gotta. I, I gotta tell you guys because I'm I'm sure it was quickly overlooked, but Pat uh, commented on my wand video, and he's like, "Brett, you probably won't believe it, but I just realized you were on YouTube. I just saw Laura's video and then jumped right away to your channel, and I was already subscribed. I don't understand anything at all. <laughs> Lol. Now I know you're here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it was great. Brilliant. 
Yeah, he nice guy. I just like that he's like, I was subscribed. What? <laughs> um okay. My spiff is I think I did it once before, but this is for a new reason. Um Brent Bailey is an extremely talented blacksmith and a really fantastic teacher. And just since we were all kind of talking about going about things in your own way, he could probably spend every single day producing amazing steelwork, but is in the process of doing like a series documentary, or I don't know if it's going to be one shot movie, something or other, but he's self-producing it. And he's just traveling around to show the craftsman that he learned from, or that was inspired by and kind of telling the story of, what got him to where he is or, or what these guys did for the community or what these folks did for the community um, in a, in more of a niche <laughs> niche niche uh, fashion. And I think it's a really cool thing. Cause he's just got such a like awesome attitude about it where he has absolutely zero ego about everything. And really he just, he wants to be able to make enough of a living to support him and his boy and he loves the craft of it and and the work and he really appreciates and respects everybody else that yeah. that is out there just giving it their all but again it's just like the the fact that the guy's going out on his own and doing that storytelling yeah with no ego about it it's not like i need to be on camera telling people about this thing it's like no i just need to show people yeah and the, who these other folks were the beauty of it is he would be completely justified in having a bit of ego to him as well because he's fucking talented um so yeah sorry i just wanted to point that out to anybody that doesn't already know him yeah it's just a really it's a really and he's you know he's doing updates not super often he's doing awesome things on his channel even though he's just like doesn't clearly clearly his approach is not i need to make money off of youtube it's just like i'm ready to show people what i can do and show people how to make a drill bit yeah like forging a drill bit didn't make sense to me and then he he uses it at the end of the video and I was like, what? Yeah. But anyway, he's got a really nice approach and, and the lack of ego and the story that he wants to tell is, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a nice shot, man. Uh, right. I have absolutely no segue or tenuous connection to, uh, what we've been talking about for my spiffy. Um, and, uh, it's, it's honor from dying in every film. It's not. He's a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, my my spiffy this week is uh, Joe Pierce, uh, and the reason he is my spiffy is because I thought I was subbed to his YouTube channel and I wasn't. Um, but yeah, he's just been a really really awesome uh, person. Um, he's a member of the Forza Tools group and and is always chatting in there. Um, seen loads of his stuff on Instagram and it's great and then saw his uh one of his videos today his latest one uh which was making a wooden tomahawk and was like oh. a tomato and a hawk yeah <laughs> i saw that um which was, was a really genuinely good enjoyable video uh really really well done project um the little clip at the end of giving it to his nephew his nibbling uh was just so sweet um and yeah, and he's got like a shit ton of other videos out. And I can't believe that he hasn't got more people watching him. 
And I really genuinely hope that he does more 60 second tour reviews because the one that I saw was um, was really fun. So yes, there you go. Joe is spiffing. Uh, do we have any other business? This is where you either say yes or no. Yes. You, you go work on Red's. Blankly look at me. Enigmas and the treasure. Oh hunt. yeah, yeah. If you're not in the Falls of Tours group, join the Falls of Tours group and get involved in Red's Enigma things because I've, I've looked at them and just went, nah, nah, you're right. Because if life's not annoying enough, yeah, there's Red. There are new ways to be annoyed. But, um, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Basically, he like the, the the latest one. He's just mashed his keyboard. That's it. Uh, that, was the, that was the easiest one to solve. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually have much of a problem. With that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so go check that out. Uh, anything else? Nope. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Teeth. Yes. Everyone have a good New Year. Kick ass. Chew bubble gum. Whatever. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us in all the usual places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Bacon. I'm Shack. <laughs> uh, if you want to get hold of us as a group, uh, you can find us at www.fwtpodcast.com on some social media, like Instagram, uh, at fwtpodcast. And you can find us on Facebook at Fools of Tools and Fools of Tools podcast. One's the group, one's the page. I can't remember which is which. Fools uh, of Tools is the group. Fools of Tools podcast is pointless and irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, go check them out and we'll see you in a week. Bye! Bye. Bye.